back. FYI, we have a giveaway coming up. We have a giveaway coming up. So it's uh, the 18th. The 18th is uh, what? What? Next Wednesday, Seattle comes into Houston. Seattle comes into Houston. And guess what? I'm going to give away my two seats. I'm going to give away a large T-shirt. And I'm going to give away a poster. But what's on that T-shirt and what's on that poster is a picture of the TIFO that the Surge took. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure it was like two months it took them to put that thing together. And that that, that TIFO they showed against Austin, it's on a T-shirt, it's on a poster, and I'm giving that away with two tickets to the Seattle game. So y'all make sure y'all listen. Y'all make sure y'all follow. Y'all make sure y'all retweet. Make sure y'all give us a rating. There's going to be something else that y'all going to need. Y'all going to need a keyword also to be into that drawing for those tickets. But, hey, giveaway coming up soon. So y'all make sure y'all pay attention. for joining us on this Twitter space as we discuss our Houston Dynamo defeating San Antonio FC in the U.S. Open Cup Ronald 32 match last night at BBA Stadium or PNC Stadium. Old habits <laughs> die hard. <laughs> uh, queremos la Copa. Your Houston Dynamo uh, took a while, but we scored that one goal that we needed to to edge out a 1-0 victory last night uh, as always uh, with my co-host OSG hola hola hey welcome y'all throwing up the H's right now as we're watching the US Open Cup draw it is in our region right now as we're speaking live so we're about to find out where the Dynamo are going to play excellent and Feel free to chime in anytime that that happens with the breaking news, OSG. All right, so FKC got the first home game. We're drawing the next spot, so stay tuned. I have a feeling we're going to play Sporting Kansas City, but we'll see what happens. All right, well, the second host, ah, Minnesota United. So we're traveling then, most likely, huh? Either to SKC or to Minnesota. Oh, snap. Let's go to KC. Hey, I just went. Anybody else want to go again? <laughs> Did you drive or you flew? You flew, no, right? I fucking flew, bro. I fucking flew. <laughs> oh, shit. We just talked about this, and I already dropped three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, oh, yeah. We're not. We're live, too. Yeah. I flew. So, Sporting at home and Minnesota at home. That leaves the USL team and the Dynamo. And Sporting KC is going to get, if he ever pulls it out the ball, the Dynamo. So we are going to Sporting KC for the U.S. Open Cup next match. Okay. May 24th through 25th. And here we are seeing the highlight of Seabass scoring the goal last night. (laughs) 
Junkwa, the sea bass. Golasso. So there we are, guys. So obviously that means uh, the other game is who cares. Well, that, I mean, that's going to be our opponent, so we do care, man. Yeah, after we win, after we win, but right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then for tonight, um, we're, we're uh, welcoming one of our, our own into the mix, uh, Mark. And I'm, I forgot the last name, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Say it for me, Mark, one more time. Yeah, come on, Mark. Just, just tell everybody. Don't be shy. You know what? Just plug yourself. Tell everybody yeah. who you are. Part of the Somos Network. We're welcoming Mark in. He's going to be part of the show, guys. Introduce and say welcome, y'all. How you doing, guys? So the way you say it is Santeo. Santeo. Yeah, it's just short for both my last names. Gotcha. But, um... I mean, introduce myself. I, I'm just a fan like everybody else, to tell you the truth, a big one. Um, definitely, well, I'm half Guatemalan, half Mexican. So I'm Central American. I'm also North American. I was born here in Houston, though. Fun fact about me, I would say, is uh, I used to play in the Dynamo Academy. Played there two years. Then... Pretty much went to college afterwards. Um, another fun fact, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, one of the guys that played with me in the academy plays for Union Omaha right now. So I was hoping we got them to talk mess to him, but got unlucky there. He gets to avoid the heat. Definitely. <laughs> but... Um, Personally, the team I hate the most in MLS, I don't know why, maybe it's from back in the Robinson days or the early, you know, BVA days, I hate Kansas City. I don't know why, just we had a lot of playoffs with them, good games during the season as well. Then again, I played college ball in Kansas, actually. I hated living there. was just there because of soccer, but the state is just not to, Talk mess or anything, but it's nothing compared to what Texas is. It's ugly, super ugly. Everything's small. Their fourth biggest city is where I live. It's called Salina. Fifty thousand people. I think Paradise has more than that. It's crazy, but it's gonna be a fun game since we're gonna get them over there. But we need to, you know, avenge the loss during, you know, the cup here. But you know. It's going to be fun for sure. Maybe we could get another Open Cup in our books. The game against San Antonio was not the best. Definitely not one of my favorite games of watching. But it's progress. I'll tell you one thing, Brooklyn Reigns, that dude is a baller, man. To me, best player of the game. I don't know how Seren got it, but I would say he got player of the match. He just... 17-year-olds dominated everybody in that midfield. Loved it. What do you guys think about that? No, I do I do agree. And, and yeah, Reigns, I, I thought, because he, he was just everywhere during the game and did, and did a lot. But to, to give Seren credit, to give Seren a lot of credit, actually, 
that man did look very well last night. He was very active. He his touches were on point. I don't know if his confidence was because I'm playing San Antonio. Why can't he have that when he's playing with the first friggin' team? But uh, Seren looked very well last night. I was very happy with Seren, and I did a lot of player watching last night. But, yes, Brooklyn Reigns, man, that's a highlight player right there. Look for him very, very soon. And I, I like that where hey, DQ's running out of gas, Brooklyn Reigns comes in, and we play that, that, that correct 4-3-3. To so, be fair with Sarando, to be fair with him, the dude will put his body in front of anything and anyone, and he will sacrifice his body for anything. That's for sure. That's one thing. He's one hundred gritty. That's what Salvadorians are known for doing. Love that. It's just technically he's missing that right now. He is missing pretty much just being technical, I guess, at that point. Right. No, no. The dude hustles. He got hustle for sure. Like, hustle like. like the reason, that's all you need, too. The reason OSG uh, believes he played well last night is because what, as fans, we see is when he tries to go forward and messes up, so we give him crap. What we don't appreciate equally is the times he intercepted the ball and passed it to the outlet that started the attack. That doesn't... That is not sexy to the the... The spectator, right? But there was a lot of times last night where OSG and I were like saying, oh, he's right then again, intercepting, passing the ball. You know, that's what he's good at. He's not good at going forward. <laughs> and we all know that. And we can clearly see that, you know. But the man hustles and he's a, 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 a solid CDM for depth, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that he's... Like, oh, my God, I'm just saying he's good depth, especially for these type of matches. Brent, I see you with your hand up, so let's get this rocking and rolling. Um, this is episode 17 of Dynalytics. Uh, go ahead and find us on Spotify if you haven't. Share it with a buddy. Um, and the more, the merrier, baby. So, Brent, what you got for us, man? Hey, guys. So... I just kind of wanted to add to the, the Seren conversation, and, and there are definitely quite a few topics that we're just going to kind of naturally go through throughout you know, what happened in the game, how we feel about different players' performances. But, you know, instead of toppling it all at once, I'll just add to the Seren conversation. Looking at some stats here, uh, Seren did have a good game, completed accurate passes 45 out of 51 88 percent accurate passes he had a good game and so there were a few times where maybe player rating too yeah exactly and so um you know maybe this is not what we're used to seeing out of him or maybe it's you're right the fact that we just don't appreciate the work on the ball that maybe isn't the flashiest you know what i mean but again that that's not what will all there are so many factors that go into winning a game or keeping the the offense from scoring um and sometimes we tend to overlook that but i i think he did have a good game and there was at some point during the game where i was talking to someone behind me and <laughs> I, I i looked at him and i was like hey seren's actually having a decent game and they just, they just like 
pretended to gag. And I was like, man, like, why we all hate on Storant so much. It's like, even when we think he's having, at, at the minimum, a decent game, it's still like, everybody's like, Bleh. And it's funny because in his in his home country, he gets the same treatment, man. <laughs> but both coaches like him a lot. You can tell Paulo likes him a lot. And the national team head coach, U.S. soccer legend Hugo Perez, loves him a lot. And I think it's because of his professionalism, what Mark touched on, which is like they show up, they do the work, they sacrifice for the team. And that's what a professional is, right? Go ahead, OSG. Yeah, no, that's and that's surreal. Like, like, uh, like I, I told a story when I, uh, the preseason game when I went up to to Dallas and there were there was only two friggin' fans in the whole stadium and Seren walked over to his family who was there, said hi, and then he took the time. He didn't have to. This was friggin' forty five minutes after the game ended. He come over and said said hi to me and this other buddy and. He signed my flag and he he took the time to take a picture, all that good stuff, man. He, he he's cool. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a good player, man. He's a good player. And as as far as Seren is to add on to his stats, man, he had actually had three shots during the game. I wasn't gonna say they're on target, but he had three shots. We don't see that. And then completed passes during the game. Junkwa had forty six. Seren had forty five. Reigns had thirty one. Those were the top three passers for the Dynamo for the entire game. So Seren had an excellent game. I have no problem with him being player of the game. Reigns was excellent. I love the future. I'm sorry, DQ. Reigns is coming in. That's that's kind of when I, I want to open it up to everybody here. Just raise your hand and chime in. OSG brought it up. Y'all see Reigns as a num as a creator? I don't. No, I, not okay. no, not the creator. Yeah, yeah. Calm okay. down. So, so let's you're, let's let's go ahead and just talk about. You're calling out DQ. That's why. That's why. That's the way I interpret it. Yes. Yeah, so let let's go and just let's let's just set it up. We don't need to talk into it about detail now because that's for a whole nother show. But the hashtag miniseries. We asked seven, I think it was seven questions specifically asking about the midfield and directing towards the midfield and a lot of specific questions. And now, you know, a lot of y'all that haven't seen them, go back and refer. I'm going to find a way to put all those questions together on one platform so that y'all can just refer to right there. But go back and look at those seven questions, and we're going to do a space debate regarding our midfield. Hector Herrera's coming in. Coco just resigned, so Vera, DQ, um, you know, Brooklyn Reigns. What do we do? And I have, I have, I have takes. I have a lot of takes actually. So, like I said, that's a debate space for another time where we'll include everybody, like we are doing tonight. But uh, we'll we'll just we'll just leave it at that. When we have time, because right now we're busy with all these freaking two games a week and all these interviews we're doing. So, promise debate space to be announced. Hashtag miniseries. Okay, perfect. So we kind of hit the ground running then and there. Um, so let me let me uh, backtrack a little bit. Um, Mark is helping us co-host tonight. OSG as always. 
and uh, you can find us on Spotify. And if you enjoy the shows and listen, be sure to leave us a, a review or a comments or or any feedback that you may have. We we welcome it. We we try to tailor this uh, for y'all so y'all can enjoy it. Um, so let's talk about the game last night. So we we basically we we started the year saying, oh, Paulo likes the four three three, but in reality, it's kind of a little bit of the, the same as last year, where it's a four two three one. So. Real quickly over the starting lineup, our our Katie goalkeeper Nelson, um, left back Junqua, uh, center back Barthlow, number four Valentin, which uh, I think that's his position instead of right back, and then we saw Dorsey, uh, like we talked about Reigns as CDM next to Seren, Fafa on the left, Memo as the ten, Tiaguinho on the right, and he's a left left footed uh, uh, person, a player. And then Sebas up top. Um, personally, for me, I like the lineup because it's a mix of Dyna Dolls, but also we're trying to win this game. So you need a mix of uh, starters and also youngsters that you can give an opportunity to break through. OSG, your thoughts on the starting lineup? Dude, I, I do like the starting lineup. And the way, and like I was saying with the DQ situation, the way the starting lineup was, it looked like a 4-3-3 finally. Instead of a, you called it a 4-3, a 4-2-3-1. It, to me, when we, when DQ starts with the Dynamo, it's a 4-4-1-1. And, or a 4, just 4-5-1, whatever. And that's a defensive style attacking. That's not even attacking. So, last night looked like a 4-3-3 because... There wasn't a midfielder that was pressing into Sebastian's space, and DQ does that. And I'm saying I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it changes the style that Nagamore came in saying he was trying to do. And I, I like the style that was last night, and the team played really well. There was a lot of good high player ratings. Nobody did poor except for friggin fafa <laughs> but i'm not gonna blame fafa when he played a half and he's coming off the hamstring so you know I, I like the lineup and you know honestly my player of the game to tell you the truth should have been friggin nelson seren earned it but i think nelson should have been player of the game those friggin saves that he made there was one in the Sorry, I'm taking so long. There was one in the 38-minute mark. It was freaking a super save where that man was like six yards away on that right corner, and he just he just hit it, and Nelson was right there. And then uh, what was it, the 71-minute mark, Bartlow trying to head it back, and it was a crappy header, and that dude took a shot, and Nelson just like, I got it! And, and then the other dude just missed a shot. So uh, Nelson should have been player of the game. Brent, you have a comment, sir? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it, you guys you guys asked me about a title. And coming into this game, I was looking for three things. Brent Meyer was seeking for salvation, satisfaction, and Sebastian. Okay? And I got all three last night. Okay? I, got, <laughs> I love I it, got, So much. You listening? I got You're a savage, dog. I got the salvation. We got the redemption. Okay? We got the satisfaction, leaving the game with a win. And we got Mr. Sebastian scoring a goal. So uh, Michael Nelson had a great game. Uh, I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, I was kind of disappointed. I love the way they played, but I was kind of disappointed. I didn't really want to see Fafa start because he was just coming off of this hamstring injury, and we got to 
in my opinion, I mean, this game was a must win, but I would have rather just seen him saved for the Nashville game because even the 45 minutes that we saw him play in, he seemed frustrated. While you reconnect, it looks like uh, he, he was very frustrated. And if you look at the passing network for the Houston Dynamo, which I'm sure Dynamo Theory probably has that passing network out, or if you just go to MLS.com, Fafa barely touched the ball yesterday. And the passing network was to the – to the. we were very high last night, pressed very high and, content and possessed a lot. So it was all towards the right center of the attacking formation. And uh, let us know when you're back, Brent. But Fafa didn't – he didn't get much to do. He had a couple opportunities, and he was subbed out at half I was happy with so that he could relax because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to start versus Nashville because we need him because Nashville's going to bring it. They played their starters to, uh, yesterday against Atlanta. Well, about, about half their starters, but Mukhtar played. And some of their midfield played, so I'm hoping that benefits us. Even though we we did, Sebas was really the only one, but uh, he can he can go strong. Uh, you back with us, Brent? And no. check, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Garbon. Yeah, just check the title when you get a chance, Brent. I edited it. I think I got it, but just let me know if I messed up. And anybody on the space that has a mic, just raise your hand. This is more fun when all of us interact and share our opinions. Um, so yeah, please feel free to to, ch to chime in, and uh, just to add on uh, some of the comments you mentioned earlier, uh, OSG. Thanks, thanks by the way for my notebook. I like it a lot. I took down uh, some notes on yesterday's game, and then yeah. So the the you talked about Nelson being your 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 uh, man of the match. Um, I have in my notes minute 39, first clear scoring opportunity for either team <laughs> almost at the end of the first half but but off a set piece san antonio missed a chance right in front to goal great save that's what i wrote down uh and then I, wrote, nelson, I wrote i wrote super save uh, 38 minute nelson super save so i think we were writing at the same time <laughs> yeah no no it was a super save because it was point blank range you know it was the the the, the attacker had time to think about it and, and measure his volley uh so great great save by the by the by the goalkeeper for sure and uh to speak on uh, other stats that happened during the game man possession 61 percent to 39 percent and you know, like I said, I, I player watch because, you know, I've been a coach for a while. I've been a referee. I've been a player. So I see all aspects of the game. So I understand the referees sometimes, too. So when y'all gripe, y'all can ask me a question. But uh, Houston had the ball a lot, and they were pushing, pressing a lot. And 61%, 39% to San Antonio. Uh, even though the shots were 15 to 12, that's uh, just shots, period. Target was three to three which i don't know what the hell that is but uh passing rate dude uh dynamo was 77 percent passing rate and san antonio was 63 which you could see that difference there because san antonio was struggling to find i don't know what that giant of a dude was number 18 uh, uh looks like a friggin' a man playing on a high school team or whatever but he was awkward but 
a good thing he wasn't a breakout player because I think they were high on him. But you know the the the, the stats meant the uh, passing is uh, our passing rate was so seventy seven percent. But we uh four hundred and something passes for the entire game, and our own half was one hundred and thirty one. Well, well, I guess the math doesn't end right. But in their half was 176 passes. Oh, that's completed passes. That's why the math don't add up. So we were in their half completing more passes in our own half, which is the reason why we were pressing so high and it looked like we had a lot of possession. So that's a couple other stats to talk about, too. I wish I could get the breakdown of those stats, OSG, like first half versus second half, because right now, you know, it's all fine and dandy, and, and we're dancing, skipping along because we won the game. But had you interviewed any of us in this space at the end of the first half tonight, I guarantee you the, the attitude or the feeling or the sensation is, is different because I, the first half, I didn't see, I didn't see anything that, that I was optimistic, man. I was, I was a little bit worried going into the second half. No, I, I agree with you. The first half was a little bit of a struggle, but you know San Antonio had uh, some some good chances. At, but at the same time, it wasn't uh, anything that. All right, I gotta you know hold my britches because I'm worried about what's going on right here. So it it was okay, and we knew what we were getting Dynamo Dose with a couple of uh, first team players mixed in. So let them play. We figured it out and. Uh, we we looked better than San Antonio in the first half as well, and then in the second half we came out and just played a lot better. And then Seabass with that freaking goal, Junk one, Junk. Oh man, he's he's looking for that first team before anybody else is, and we're asking for a lot of players. So, ah. go would ahead. You, would Brent. you start him? Oh, sorry. I, my bad. Yeah, no, that's okay. Hold on, we'll come back to you, Brent. Yeah, would I start? When I start Junkwood, yeah, I start Junkwood. Over, Lund- over Lundquist? Yeah. No, L- Lundquist is is great, and Lundquist is would yes, I prefer Lundquist over over Junkwood. Yes, uh, but Junkwood gives you a little bit something different. So maybe I would ask, can can Junkwood maybe play the right side? But you don't, I don't need him on the right side because now you have Zeka who took that starting spot. So. <laughs> Yeah, I would love Junkwood to be on the bench because him and Lundquist could take turns. You're, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, I would start him. Absolutely. Brent, what you got? So I just want to come in and say that um, I just want to add to to the, the comment about the first half stats for this versus the second half stats because uh, I was able to find them. And so just to give you guys some perspective, Hold the on. first half. Oh, sorry. Let me let me clarify because when I said the passes was the passes were is it was 131 in our own half of the field, and we had 176 completed passes in their half of the field, which means our possession was in their attack in their defensive half of the field. It was was the the stat that I was throwing out there. For sure, for sure. And so in the first half, in the first 45 minutes, we only had 56% possession versus coming out in the second half, 66% possession. Zero zero shots on target for the first half. First half, we did not have a shot on target versus the second half, we had three shots on target. 
And, I mean, it just shows. Second, first half, two corner kicks. Second half, six corner kicks. So, um, zero big chances in the Damn it, Brent, we lost you again, sir. So, uh, what other stats I got? Oh, yeah, yeah, Seabass, man. He had freaking four shots finally. I I'm glad that he had opportunity and they were able to find him directly. Let us know when you're back, Brent. And then, Hunter, man, raise your hand and let us know, or uh, Somos, if you give Hunter the speaker, please. And then, you know, I want y'all to go look at that shot layout, man. One thing I noticed with the Dynamo, they were taking a lot of opportunities that were like 20, 24, 23, 23 yards out, outside of that box. But San Antonio, they took eight shots inside the box on that right side where Bartlow was. I don't know why it was specifically that side. Maybe that's where the player was, but uh, thank God for Nelson that day. But uh, that, that, that kind of... That that hurts when they have that many shots for a USL team. So that 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 that, that is a freaking damn question. But I, I love the shots though, where they're taking the opportunities. Where you at, Herman? Huh? Uh, there we go. There we go, man. What's what's up, Marlon? Let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? So. Uh... It was nice hanging hanging around with you guys last night. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. It was fun, my my daughter. So you guys were talking about first half and second half uh, comparison. Uh, my daughter had the first half when she was still, so she was taking a nap on the way over there. She, it took a while to wake up, and by the second half, she was ready to go, and I think that's how the Dynamo ended up playing. Uh, the first half is like they were – I don't know if they were taking this team for granted. Maybe they were – you know, like, yeah, right. let's be honest, they're at a different level. Uh, they're professionals. Uh, they're almost semi-pro, I guess you can say. Uh, so it's a, it's a human thing that, you know, when you know you have it, you know how how, how fast you want to go, how, how slow you want to go, and, and kind of uh, make sure that you do have the, the control over the other team. And maybe the Dynamo kind of, I don't know, I mean, they, they probably felt like we got to take it easy at first and maybe – you know, a step on it in the second half. Uh, but watching with you guys, uh, the game, yeah, it wasn't pretty. The first half wasn't pretty. I mean, uh, we could have, we should have dominated, but we, like I said, it, it, they weren't taking, uh, uh, what do you call it? Maybe, I don't know, being just sloppy, I guess. Or, uh, I think, uh, what's his name, uh, 25, uh, Dorsey had a couple of plays there that could have, you know, uh, in the first half, where it, it could have been, an easy goal on the other side uh, against us, and uh, he got he he got better in the second half. Janko did much better in the second half. Uh, one guy you haven't talked about is uh, uh, what's his name uh, Brazilian guy Yagiro. Yeah, I'm glad your your boy too. The guy that subbed on for him too. <laughs> oh my God, man! Hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, I are you, are you talking about Beto or something? Who are you talking about? Yeah, Beto. I was gonna, oh, yeah, I was yeah. gonna let you chime in on that because that was one of the topics. Uh, but I'll let you I'll let you uh, chime in. What did you think of Tiaguinho and then and then Beto? Yeah, yeah. So quick, uh, Tiaguinho. I think he 
he's still you can tell he's adapting to the team. There are some easy plays where you don't have to be a, a professional player or or not even play soccer where instead of making a straight run down the line when he's open because everybody's pressing in the middle, he will get stuck right next to uh, who was playing right. Uh, was it a Dorsey? Uh, or oh, I'm sorry, uh, when uh, Brooklyn will come in, play more on the close to the to the sideline. Instead of him making a run, he would he would stay right there next to him. I'm like, dude, they're giving you all the space up there. Make a run and make something happen. In the second half, second half, I think he kind of got the point that hey, I I need to like exploit this side of the field and be more aggressive and maybe get some crosses in. Uh, but man, Beto Beto's like in a different level, man. That kid is like like when he plays for Dino two uh, Dino two uh, Dino those. I'm sorry, he. You can tell he's in a different level compared to most of these guys, and it showed yesterday. I mean, he, I mean, we were right there, man. His, the way he turns with the ball, without the ball, he goes in and out, and and we were making uh, a joke there that maybe he's gonna replace uh, Fafa. And <laughs> OSG was like, hell no. But man, he's gonna be a more complete player, I think, overall once he gets a chance to, to you know, in, in the first team, and I think that's. Very, uh, uh, I don't know, inquisitive as far as like what we have in the young guys. Like, I was disappointed with uh, Palomino because I, I thought this was the night. I know he came in the second half, but he didn't, he didn't perform like I thought he would. I think Beto basically he stole the show as far as like uh, from the young players. And 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 shout out to Mark by the way, Mark. Thank you for the tickets. I was not planning on going to the game, but. Uh, I was late at work and I ended up leaving earlier than I thought. And, and, and thank you for hooking us up with the tickets. And that's what I got guys. Thank you. Yeah. I think Reigns and Avila really took advantage of their opportunity last night. And, and, the, and this is why when we talked about in the last space about giving the youth a chance, the, uh, Avila is a perfect example. Why? In my opinion, because the thing I want to see from my wingers, aside from, you know, making those runs where they send you a through ball or, or crossing the ball into the box, the thing that I personally want to see from my wingers is seeing them take on defenders and, and leaving them behind so they can they can create opportunities and create spaces, and that's another way of helping create for the team. So that's what I saw about Avila. It was, it was my first time seeing him play. The other thing that stood out to me was just, and not just him, Reigns too. Man, these kids are are built, dude. Like they're jacked for 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 young for young players, man. Like they're they're, they're built, built, dude. They're built. They're built because they drink their milk. <laughs> <laughs> bad joke. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Dad joke, bad joke. Okay, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, Tiago. I did. I want. I want. I, I do want to talk about Tiago and Herman. I think you were with me the Open Cup at RGV when Tiago got his first start, and right. I I complained when he. I said he looked stupid. <laughs> Not maybe that was harsh, but he didn't look like he understood what his role was and what he was supposed to do as that winger, and he he didn't understand his his position. He looked a lot different last night. He he looked better, and I'm, I'm. It's been four months or four weeks, not four months. It's been four weeks since that game, so I'm glad that he's learning and he looks 
different. And obviously he's showing Paulo something different because Paulo wouldn't put him on the freaking first team if he didn't believe in him at, at all or he was showing something at practice because, I mean, at the same time, he doesn't have a lot to work with. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I know where you're getting. I know where you're getting at. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to trash Diaguinho so fast because I was also on the boat that said, let's be patient with Sebas. And the game that you're referring to, OSG, he was leaning on Seca to explain to him yeah. what to do. Like, Seca was directing him and telling him what to do, essentially. So I, that tells me that it's going to take him a little bit to, to adapt, you know. So I'm not going to be so harsh on Tiaguinho, uh, but but what I do criticize is like he doesn't. I want to I want to know what made the Dynamo attracted to him because to me he's not that fast, you know. Um, he tries to take on defenders, but he can't beat them with his speed. What else is he good at? Is it is it a magical left foot that we have we haven't been able to see? Or what? Because I, I have, that's what I haven't seen, you know. Hopefully, as he develops chemistry, we start seeing his best qualities. But that's what I criticize. I haven't seen the OMG factor, you know. Um, so I'm kind of well, I'm kind of curious there. The OSG factor or the OMG factor is. I like I that hashtag OSG factor. <laughs> I like that. Let's make that a thing. All right, let's do it. Let's make it. Let's go viral. But he has skill. And he is very young, but I, and obviously you know we we trust the friggin' genius and Pat Onstad. And someone turned him on to this guy, and he's like, I like what he's doing. I like and see what he is and what he and he's he is playing at a competitive level for for what you can call it. And obviously for the minute that he's been here, like I was just saying for the first game, because he was only here for like a week and a half and freaking Naga threw him in already against RGB and it's only been a month six weeks since he's been here and he, he looks he already looks better so maybe he's smart he has a soccer IQ and his potential's high so and our risk is super low because it didn't cost us shit he's only it didn't cost us she is he's only here for a year with the option I don't think there's even an option so Let's, you know, it's 100 for us with this guy. So, Thiago, let's go. I think he's going to be something special. And Pasher's going to have to be on his toes and play his friggin' game. Baird or Bird, whoever wants to call him whichever friggin' name. I think, man, somehow we got to make some money back off that fool because we, we lost some money and get rid of him. And then work with Beto. I love Beto, but... You're not getting rid of Fafa yet. You're not getting rid of Fafa yet. No, 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 no. Maybe after next season, okay? Uh, but for right now, I love Beto. I, he can come in, and maybe he competes for that 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 other wing spot. Maybe Fafa can go to the right and play. And let's not play inverted no more. I don't know. So <sighs> where I'm, do we I'm go? A, I'm going to give you homework, OSG, because – you know, I can do it. We 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 fell in love with these kids. I don't know what the case is for Avila, but for Reigns, 
I know that, like, they got to be with the club at least a year, right, before they can play? Or that's the homework assignment, right? Like, what is the no, rule that's, that's, uh, that's the homegrown, home, that's the homegrown uh, title or whatever. And I'm not sure if it's, it's Brooklyn. It looks like someone requested and maybe has an answer. I hope that's an answer. But I think it has something to do with their their player contract. But the homegrown, they're not. They have to play so many minutes at the in the academy before they're allowed to play first team. Uh, okay, then, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, like we all want to see Reigns in MLS, but I just want to make sure the fans are aware. Like, hey, there's there's something holding that up. So just just what? to be aware. But Reigns, I, I want to say he's on the first team because he just played the Open Cup. And I think you have to be listed on the first team to play in the Open Cup, I'm pretty sure. So it's I don't think Reigns is under that homegrown. It's it's uh, Gito, who we, he's not even playing with Dynamo right now. He's enjoying his time with the national team. So let's go, Gito. <laughs> Yeah, the other the other uh, note that I have in my book, again, it's not sexy, but I wrote it down because it's a big deal. We we give Dorsey crap going forward. Let me and I'll let Jonathan go. I'll hurry up so I can, Jonathan get, can get in. Seven I have in my notes. I have in my notes at the end of the first half. San Antonio, nice cutback cross. Thank goodness Dorsey stepped in front of it. It was in stoppage time of the first half because. Basically crossed it back to the penalty spot. San Antonio was about to hit it, but Dorsey stepped right in front of it and prevented a scoring opportunity, you know. So San Antonio dominated that end of that first half. So I, <laughs> I'm kind of glad we didn't concede at the end there. But All right. I was just going to say that I think for the U.S. Open Cup games, I think they usually uh, will give the Dino Dose players, they'll give them like a one-day contract to go up to the first team. <laughs> And then after that game, they go back to Dino Dose. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I uh, I, looked, I went back and found the Asher uh, tweet that was talking about Brooklyn um, specifically that was saying that he needed to uh, have training hours accumulated um, in order to fulfill his homegrown status. Um, it said in that that it could take a year which implies, I guess, that it could be sooner than that, which I forgot about that. I thought it was just going to be a year down and then he could come up. But I guess my question there is, I think he's fulfilling that to be a homegrown book. Like, could we sign him earlier and then he would take a bigger cap hit or something like that? I know the homegrowns are incentivized by kind of not costing as much against the cap and stuff. So that would be the reason we want to slow play that is to get him – not only is he a good player, he plays with us, but now he's also counting lower towards the cap. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. It's U.S. Open Cup, which it's, uh, it's open, right? It's open, so I'm sure there, there's different rules for allowing players to play from, from your Donna Dose and from even lower academy for this game. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably 100% right on all that stuff, and you know it's. Gonna be interesting for going on here. Now we got SKC coming up, so but that's gonna be very interesting. What players we got coming up for that? Because uh, I think Nagamore wants to win this cup, and it was obvious from yesterday playing Seabass for friggin' eighty-three friggin' minutes, and he's like, "We want to win this game." He tried Papa, but Papa didn't bring it. 
that's okay though. But those those down to those players, man. I, yeah, they're gonna be something special pretty soon, man. Go ahead, Brent. Hey guys, so I, I saw this somewhere earlier today, and I want I want to pose a question, and it's just a hypothetical question <laughs> for sure. But but to you guys, what? What would mean more? What what should we prioritize? What would be more important? A playoff spot or an open cup win? Well, um, I I but I mean I mean that's two different stories right there. Huh. <laughs> open cup. Yeah, go ahead, Armand. Go ahead, because that's a stall. And you know what? Marlon's got an answer too, so I may not have to answer. Hunter, take a tally, because Hunter said. Actually, I'll take a tally. I have the book and paper right here. Uh, open. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I just gave it to you. I think in this rebuild year, especially, I think what I love seeing is like, let's get these guys like Reigns, let's get Junko, let's get all these guys like time. And I think the obviously the further you go, the more that you're going to introduce first team players, probably by the time we get to a final outside of like Nelson, we might not have many of the dynamo dose players still playing. However, I would love to see if we can get two more games in that we're getting these guys time. Like, even though that's not the most experience, I think that's huge for them versus I think realistically, if we get into the playoffs, it's like, Hey, we've been a low seed before and we made a run, but and who knows how Ferreira is going to change it. I don't see us realistically winning the cup this year, the playoffs, sorry. So right. I think Open Cup is the place where it's like we could make that happen in like a one-off situation. I think playoffs is, if we sneak in, that's a success. Like we not even like advancing further. Like if we can just get in, that's enough. But I think Open Cup success would mean more to us at this point. Agreed. I, I agree 100%. To me personally, playoffs mean more than the Open Cup because I want a chance at winning the MLS the MLS championship. But for this season, I agree. Open Cup because, hey, let's get some silverware while we're rebuilding. And more importantly, like Hunter spoke, let's give more development time to our players, more confidence and, and, and more, more time with the first team. Marlon, what's your vote? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. So, if you win the the Open Cup, it gives these guys a reason to come back next season with their with the mentality that hey, we won something already. Let's keep going. Let's build for the playoffs, and not just getting in the playoffs, but going deep into the playoffs. Because the other thing is the flexibility that the Open Cup gives you is that. Some other teams are not gonna throw their their starters in there most of the time until probably the end, where you're gonna probably have to see the. Uh, if you're trying to win it, you're gonna have to throw every you know the the, the kitchen and the sink or whatever you call it in there. So, you, let's say you're in the semifinals, you're already thinking we gotta make it to the finals and win it. So, but until then, I I think like you guys said, it gives the teams a chance to throw their young ones the young guys in there and let them show what they, what they got. And I think Ache Ache coming, coming in, you want to impress them in some ways to say, Hey, we're not just another, you know, level uh, MLS team. We, we are here to, uh, to win 
in the near future we're not just here to sell tickets and i think that'll be that'll be cool cooler you know winning the the cup and instead of just wanting out in the playoffs jonathan what's your boat oh sorry Hunter. So, well, i was just going to jump back in and this is partly a question but if i remember correctly the u.s open winner is also going to get in the Concacaf champions league and which I'm 99% sure on that. The part I'm not sure about is I think if you qualify for CONCACAF Champions League, that also produces some sort of payout to you, um, helping a little bit financially as well. So it's like that is another piece where it's like if you have Ferreira coming in and automatically going into CONCACAF Champions League next season, that's a pretty big boost as well. Yeah. I, I it, It's an extra home game, right? And it might be against a, a more attractive team, so... They're going to get paid regardless. But to me, I want to see the Dynamo back in the international stage. You know, it gives the club more relevance, in my opinion. So, yes, I would love to see the Dynamo in CONCACAF Champions League. So that's another reason <laughs> I feel like getting there is more attainable through the Open Cup than the MLS playoffs right now, right now, as it stands. Jonathan, what's your boat, brother? Um, Yeah, I feel like if... It would give us a lot of confidence, personally, uh, if we could win that. Because the MLS playoffs, yes, that's our, our goal. If we can, if we can just qualify for that, I'd be happy. But if if we can make it and win this U.S. Open Cup, I'm not going to say that we are going to or anything like that because I don't want to jinx us or anything like that. But I feel like if if we can at least make it into a decent pushing for the finals, then I would be. That would help tremendous, I think, with the with the team's confidence, um, and I feel like next season maybe the chemistry would be even tighter than it was this season. Um, so all I can say is, yeah, I think with that, and and if we do make it, say we do make it, and we do make it to the finals and and win that, and then like you guys said, like Hector Herrera coming in would would help us in uh, the CONCACAF, and that would be great. Um, yeah, I like that idea, yeah. Brent, you asked a question. I don't think you gave us an answer, man. Yeah, so I I have to agree with you guys. You know, uh, at least, you know, maybe thinking about it from a... Try, trying to get people to believe again. You know, you have open cup. Because what are people? What are more people gonna be attracted to, to be able to come back to say that you got seventh well, place? The playoffs, yes. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm got- gonna, hold on, I'm gonna disagree with all y'all. Actually, I think, I guess, because I think it's more important that we do make the playoffs in the MLS instead of the Open Cup, because there's more focus from the fans on the on the season than there is the the Open Cup. Obvious from how many people were there last night and how many people focus on the Open Cup. They they focus on those regular games, and I think it's more important for us to make those. The playoffs, it'd be great. Hey, can we win the Open Cup? Yes, maybe that's going to take over the power of us, us making the playoffs. But uh, I think making the MLS playoffs gets us more the, the standard that we're looking for to getting the people back into the stands. Sorry to interrupt, Brent. Please continue. <laughs> and, and I can agree, and I can see your point in that making the playoffs, of course, is a testament to we are a better team. But – in my opinion, thinking of terms of 
what's going to get people or even like let's say the average fans try to get attendance up it's going to be a trophy in my opinion it's going to be the bling bling it's going to be the, the the shiny cup that we that we got uh in the case you know what i mean so obviously a playoff spot that is a good determinator that we are a much better team and we're fighting for it but i think a cup is is physically something that we can hold on to and say you know we are a better team and That's, so yeah you know. and i I can, I can agree with you because that cup's going to be special. In 2018, we won the cup. But like I said, if we win the cup, that might take some precedent over. If we don't win the cup, like we make the semifinal, it does not take the precedent over. We remember that we don't make the playoffs in the MLS standings. We remember if we do make the playoffs. We don't remember that we made it to the semifinal and lost in the uh, in the U.S. Open Cup. So to get the fans back in the stands, we have to show the quality during the MLS season games that the, the fans are paying attention to and that they're watching. And those are the games we have to make the friggin' playoffs and show these people. And, you know, while we're talking about it, do y'all believe in Daddy Ted? Mr. Ted Siegel, Daddy Ted, do y'all believe in him? I believe in him. He's friggin', he's intelligent, and I, I, he's 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 here for the long haul, and I think he's gonna make this team something special as long as it, it with the dash too, and the academy. He's invested in all of it, and that man is a uh, Daddy Ted, Daddy Ted. That's what I'm, I got to say. I'm a, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and then I'll let Marlon go, and then Roshan. Um, you're talking about diehards like us. We know the difference between playoffs and MLS Open Cup. Like, we know that if our team makes the playoffs, we're, we're, we're in there to contend, and that, that speaks volumes of how good the team is. But casuals, if you tell them, oh, the Dynamo are in the final, they don't know if it's the playoffs or not. You know, they're going to show up for a, for a final. And no, but you have to tell them, though. The, the other way around is it's there for them to see. The Open Cup, you have to tell them. But that's my that's that goes to my second argument. If we do make the final, I doubt that the final is scheduled for a weekday. I'm sure it's going to be scheduled for like a Saturday or something. Well, and that goes to my point. I said only if we can make it to the final or win the final. If we make it to the semifinal, it doesn't make a difference. I thought that's what this debate was. Would you rather win the Open Cup or make the seventh spot in the MLS playoffs? I thought that's what the debate was. Well, S-H apostrophe T. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yes, you're right. Well, I guess I, I drew it out a little further than I, as you should have gone. So, yes, uh, win the Open Cup. Man, that's tough, though, if you make the MLS playoffs. Oh, you said seven or win the Cup, right? Right. But okay. I'll let Marlon go while you, while you think yeah. about it. No, go ahead. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Daddy Ted. Go, Marlon. And Roshan, I'm giving. I'm trying to invite you to speak because I know you had your hand up, sir. All right, OSG. We're going to have to disagree with you because you cannot have it both ways. Yes, you're either one or the other. And here's my, my second point. Um, let's say we get in the playoffs, right? And the freaking ads we play, Austin – or Dallas, and we lose 3-0, 4-0. How are you going to explain to fans that we're the same, basically one game better than in the, in the level of playoffs? 
we made it to the playoffs, but we still trash. I mean, that doesn't people, you know, the, the, the diehard fans, we know the process we're, we're supposed to be trying to follow. And we are the beginning. Uh, we all, we all won the playoffs, but we know that the end, the, the, uh, the MLS has become more competitive. So it's not like everybody makes the playoffs, you know, but, uh, so my point is that let's say we get in there, let's, we play Seattle. I mean, we can't beat Seattle, man, in the playoffs. Seattle is built for that, for that type of atmosphere. They will crush us. So my point is that if we win the cup, the open cup, Next year we come back and say, "Hey, our goal to be uh, should be to go deeper in the playoffs this time because we have the the pieces." Uh, hope, hoping that we will get a, maybe a, a another midfielder that can help us uh, for uh, DQ cover for DQ and and Achi Achi will be here, Coco will be here, so we'll be we'll be probably better uh, by next year. We have to be, and maybe some of the young guys come in and help us out. But uh, yeah, that, I think the cup would would take us a little uh, further as far as the expectations for next year and 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 not come in and say, oh, man, we're, we're at the same spot we were almost two years ago. Right. Rather, rather win something than be embarrassed in the first round. Okay, so this is the order I have. Rochelle, no, I mean, come on, Jonathan, real quick. I, and Brent. Go ahead, OG, before I give it to, to Rashawn. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely agree. If we win the Cup, Yes, yes, yes. I agree with all y'all's points. Yes, if we win the if we win the cup, then taking seventh place and then getting knocked out or however we lose. Yes, win the cup is is going to be more prestigious to the to the fans. Yes, absolutely. I just want to make sure that y'all understood that. I agree. I if we don't win the cup, I, I, I the, the playoff takes more prestigious to me. I think, but I do agree with y'all one hundred percent. Thank you, Daddy Ted. So I'm going to go Rashawn, Jonathan, then... No, Daddy Ted, Daddy Ted, you. Mm-hmm. Daddy Ted, go Rashawn. Hey, good night, everyone. Uh, I guess uh, on, on the Cups in general, I even care about Copa Tejas, the MLS one. And I'm also glad somebody like posted the tweet that we won. Uh, let's see. Open Cup Copa Tejas. If that can be called, you know. That's right. Well, tell me. No, we, we definitely did. Texas. We're the last team in Texas standing. Where'd you go, Rashawn? Go ahead, Brent. Let us know what you got. Rashawn, you're breaking up, bro. Ah, uh, okay, okay. No, no. I, I think I finished. Just All right. want, wanted to say that comment. Yeah, thanks. We didn't hear anything said, so could you repeat it for us, please? Because we want to hear your said, He said we're the last team in Texas in the Open Cup, which he's right. He cares about that. That means a lot to him. I respect that. And I'm sure a lot of us feel pride in that, too, that we're the only Texas team left in this, in this competition. So that's a, great, that's a great point, Rashawn. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Jonathan, I know you've been putting up your hand down. You were, you were next, sir. Well, I was going to ask a question, but I, I figured it out, so. What was it? Let's hear it. Well, I think that I'm pretty sure that if for the, uh, say that we were to, to win the uh, the U.S. Open Cup and go to the CONCACAF, 
I think we have to make it to the a certain round. Like I think we have to make it to the eliminations to make uh, money off of it. Correct? I I would assume so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was all. Don't quote me, but I would assume so. Yes. <laughs> all right. Good deal. I guess hopefully I hope we find out together next year, right? <laughs> uh, all right, Brent. What do you have for us, brother? So I just I want to go back and touch on these younger players that are getting time in the U.S. Open Cup. And, you know, just imagine this. Imagine with the way that Brooklyn Reigns has been playing. Or a guy like even Sam Yunkwa, who has gotten the one goal, one assist in the past two games. If we go into the MLS playoffs, you're not going to see Brooklyn Reigns play. You know, probably not going to see Yunkwa start. You know, and, and my argument is that we, at least during this next transfer window, we want to see some new talent maybe come in, maybe another winger. And, and we just don't see that in our regular MLS season. But could you imagine in the final of the MLS Open Cup with the way that Brooklyn Reigns has been playing in it, Yunkwa and some of these other guys that we don't really get to see that often, but have been showing up for this tournament, winning that, you know, what kind of testament would it be to, hey, these are guys who are coming up and they've been able to prove that they are trophy worthy, that they can win a trophy for us? I would love to see that with those guys. And I would love to see, i.e., Brooklyn Reigns uh, next year. In, D, in, in uh, DQs, he, this is his last season, y'all, so he's going to go. So I would love to see Reigns right there with Coco and Hector Herrera. And those three run the midfield and then Papa for his last season as well. And then whoever is on that freaking right wing with Sebas up there at the top. And let's, 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 let's get some goals and let's, let's play some games, man. And then talking about Go ahead. Yeah. Last night's game, talk to me about Seba's performance, man. I mean, the guy the guy is a finisher, you know? We just well, been begging to give him a, a, a key pass inside the box, right? Well, I mean, I've touched on it. Uh, on, on a few of our spaces, man, and then actually in a, for a few of our interviews, I really, really think Darwin Quintero interferes with the play of Sebastian Fidea. And yesterday, Sebastian Fidea was free and had the space to play with, and Memo was not that close to even though memo had three shots on goal or three shots at goal he was not in sebastian's on sebastian's island and sebastian has some space to play and has some room to work and i think it felt different for sebastian and it looked different because his quality of play his player rating his successful passes his stats his, his stats showed he had a, he had a great game and of course that could be to the usl team that we played against but uh, it looked it did look different in the the Junkwa pass was a it was a damn it was a direct it was a dot. yeah yeah dude right there and see Bassy if you go watch you watch the replay because you only have to see it four times because they play the replay four times but it, it, see watching see Bass he just made that run right there and the defender was like huh where did he go from and yeah. then Seabass had time to to time that that header 
you know? Yeah, and he saw it coming because obviously yeah. it was a, a planned corner because it was a corner played right to right to Junkwell on the uh, outside of the 18 at the corner, and he just he touched it and then he played it in, and there was Seabass, and the keeper was like, "Dude, keep it at PG." Right. <laughs> I want to touch on something else before we go to Brent again. Let's go back to that memo miss. To me, that was the best play in the game. Not because of the miss, but because of the buildup. Right. The, the buildup was fucking special. Huh? What happened? No, I agree with you. Yeah, the buildup, the, 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 the touches and the quick passes. No, I agree with you. That, yeah, I agree. that emphasizes your point. You know, the point that you're trying to make, That that's... That's the point that you're trying to make. That built up, that little give and go, you know, like Sebas was basically being the, what we call it in Spanish, the wall, you know, the give and go, you know, Memo started it, give it to him, gave it right back, set him up free and clear, scoring opportunity. Obviously, the finish was horrible, but that's OSG point. My dream is that Darwin and Sebas can learn to play like that because then it'll be deadly for sure because both of them can finish inside the box, you know. I just need DQ to drop back just a little bit, and not play so high, and I'd be I, he'd be perfect for this this season. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Brent. So yeah, just to touch, and and I said this earlier, but I I I know I was kind of cutting off earlier, so uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but the, when I was talk, I started talking about Sebastian and and the goal that he scored, and I said that for me. That was one of the most natural number nine finisher goals that I have seen from him so far this season. Like, it was just a perfect run, perfect target man number nine. Just something I feel like you would see from, like, Lewandowski. You know what I mean? Just a big number nine and and a straight-up professional top-rated player. That is the kind of finish that you see. That's the kind of run you see come out of nowhere, get a good jump on it, get a good head on it, goal. And I definitely agree that nobody was interfering with him that night. He was, in my opinion, and he only scored one goal and he didn't get too many chances, but that was one of the most unlocked performances we've seen from him because it was so natural for me. And to touch on the Memo Rodriguez point, uh, it was super, super disappointing to see the finish Although I am super glad at how he was able to get in that spot. It's just really unfortunate that that the finish wasn't there. And so, um, but I, but I love the way that he got into that spot and created a absolute goal scoring chance. Just unfortunately botched it. You know, Seabass, he did have four shots on four shots four shots only i think only two or no only one was on target obviously that one hit the back of the net but he did have four shots so i don't know if that sets a record for how many shots he's had in the game for us so far but he did have four shots he had the ball a lot more he had a lot more touches so i I like that and it opened the field up and like you said with memo he, he looked good right there and finally playing well and it's I wish it would transition against those those MLS starting eleven. He needs the he needs the confidence boost, honestly, like for for his psychological well being, you know. But uh, the other thing, I think Brent did a good job. It's natural, you know. And I remember another shot on target uh, where uh, Sebas uh, 
hit it hard, but right at the goalkeeper, and he saved it. Uh, but no, I that that partnership, that link up play, that's what I wish DQ and Sevas can develop because it can be deadly, in my opinion. Let me bring up another point about the game that I wrote down. Uh, so we started in in OSG seats, and then Marlon OSG. Marlon's daughter, we were like, man, let's go with the surge. Let's go be with the supporters group, you know. So we went behind the goal, and towards the end of the towards the end of the the game, I want to say like 84th minute or so, there was like a dangerous play by San Antonio, and we ended up clearing it out of the line, I believe. But my question is, I have not seen a replay. Was it a handball by the Dynamo? It didn't look like a handball. It looked like it just looked like a just like a just a freaking brilliant. Hey, save it off. And I can't remember the name of it real quick without going looking for the highlight real quick. But I think Jonathan has the answer. It was. I, I'll admit it, it was definitely a handball. Uh, right where I was at, you could see him turn, and you could literally hear the slap from the skin. And where the ball was was right like where his hands were. So uh, I'm pretty sure that was a handball. We got lucky. You're not the ref. Admit that. <laughs> ref didn't see that, right? Yeah, he didn't see anything. Cause when what happened was, when the ball came in, he like turned with the ball and like I don't know exactly. It happened so quick. It looked like he like whacked the ball with his hand. And but he was turned, and the ref. He almost did it like behind his back or something like that. It was weird, but it, it was it was real quick and it was so slick that it was kind of like there was only one person that was really going to see it, and that was the person next to him. So he did it really discreetly, which was impressive in my opinion. But did it look natural? Did it look unnatural? Was his hand next to his body? Yeah. Where, where, where was it? It was literally like hands straight down by his side, kind of like pushing the ball away almost but it was like he did like a weird like from what i remember it was like a spin move thing and and it was very un hands did down it, uh, did it look like he intentionally tried to touch it with his hand yes <laughs> Dang. yeah I, I was gonna say because as as a referee because i i i Used to be a referee. If if his hands down his body and the ball hits his hand and like it's there was no unnatural movement with his hand and he didn't fling it away from his body and it wasn't he didn't have his wings or anything like that. Then no, you're you're never gonna call it as a referee just because it hit his hand. But if it if he intentionally tried to hit it, that means that there was movement with the arm and movement with the hand and. Uh, you know, obviously the referee was not in the position because you know the AR is on that side, so that's probably the side that the AR should have caught it, and not the the referee. But you know, uh, I'm glad it's not a handball. But Nelson would have saved it. I I, I do want to say I was sitting right behind the goal as well, and it happened so fast that I I, I couldn't see it. I could hear the San Antonio players. Uh, you were passing out business cards. Yeah, that's true. Brent, you want to add to the to the discussion? Uh, I just want to make the point that uh, we got screwed over in the Dallas game, so uh, let's consider this even, okay? <laughs> that's considered. We're even, Steven, now with the universe, with the referee universe. 
All right, man. Well, Herman, I know that it's time for Mundo, where Sean's got something else to say here real quick. But The Open Cup doesn't have a VARS, right? It does not, to my knowledge. Or else they would have gone. I got to agree. They're not, they're not using VAR in Open Cup for some reason. Because uh, I, I, I would imagine they would have bit, reviewed that and given the PK. I I remember also the other the other kind of thing when uh, probably San Antonio players tried to argue when uh, let's see Griffin Dorsey I think saved uh, one of the shots into our goal and uh, I think few San Antonio players was pointing out like whether like a ball was inside of the net I'm not sure so that was kind of the other thing. Yeah, I think that that's the play that Jonathan was talking about. Was it a handball or was it in, or was it across the line? But yeah, nobody said nothing, so we win. <laughs> Not a dub. But yeah, as we uh, wrap up this space, I just want to thank everybody for joining us. A friendly reminder that we play Nashville this weekend. Y'all know that. But our space for that game will be the following afternoon. So we're shooting for Sunday afternoon, either two or three. Uh, we'll, we'll advertise it. Um, that way you can join us. And, and hopefully we're talking good news after that game and, and a good performance. Um, don't forget to give us a follow here on, on Twitter for Dynalytics. Uh, that's the podcast that OSG and I uh, do uh, where we bring you game previews and this this week we had a, a great episode with Speedway Soccer. Uh, they cover Nashville SC and they told us kind of like their beginnings from the USL days and playing in their own stadium and giving us a an in depth look to their to their team and what we can expect this weekend in Nashville. So if you haven't, go ahead and give that episode a listen. Um, so yeah, uh, get, get find us on Spotify. Give us a comment. Share it with a friend. And thank you so much for the support. And OSG, I'll give it to you uh, to wrap it up. Yeah, man. Hey, and when y'all do go listen, hey, please give us a rating if y'all don't mind taking two seconds. We, you know, who cares what the rating is? We want y'all to be honest, anyways. Because if you like us, you're here. If you don't like us, you're not here. But you know, <laughs> we enjoy y'all. We appreciate y'all. We we love the time we get to have with y'all. We enjoy the time we have when we get to meet y'all in person as well and hang with hang out with y'all before the game at the pitch. And I'm having so much friggin' fun and. I don't even live next to y'all. That's what sucks the most. Otherwise, we'd be hanging out some more. But, man, so, yeah, please uh, go give, give us a follow on Spotify for Dynalytics. Hey, you know, old soccer guy, Herman Benitez on, on Twitter. Somos, of course, is our host tonight. Always a welcome. You know, and what, what else do we got? Where else are we? We're, we're everywhere, you know. Just follow you know, and just listen and share and tweet and y'all come back in and we'll just have a lot of fun with y'all, man. And appreciate y'all. And uh, Doggo, man, what's up? I know you have something to say before we end out. Hey, can y'all hear me now? Absolutely. What up, bro? Nice, nice. I just wanted to say, hey, it's a great time right now, right? Just ace my finals and the Dynamo won. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty great. Everybody here needs to celebrate. All right, before we get into the game on Saturday, right? But uh, hey, 
Keep your heads up, y'all. All right. It's a good time to be a Houstonian. Y'all have a good night. H's, everybody throw it up real quick before Herman takes us out. H's up. Peace. That's a beautiful message to, to end the space. Uh, much love to everybody, and congrats on acing your final, brother. Be sure to join us Sunday afternoon as we talk spaces on the match against Nashville, hopefully celebrating a good result. Herman, tell everybody where you're going right now. Yes, so if you want to hear Spanish or uh, we're going to basically talk about San Antonio game in Spanish on Mundo Dynamo. <laughs> so, hey, if, and if you don't, chime in and I'll translate it and I'll translate it back. So, if you want to talk, keep talking Dynamo. <laughs> so, Mundo Dynamo here on Twitter Spaces as well. Thank you all for the support. Much love. Much love. Age is up. Let them know, Houston Dynamo, Houston Dynamo, Houston Dynamo.